For the second straight season, September was uninspiring. The losses piled up for Boston, so did the injuries. We were using more players than anyone in the history of the game, and half of them weren't even in my spring training. I remember trying to figure out some who some of the guys were. He was probably thinking, what, who are they sending me up here to play in these games right now? I mean, if you look at some of the roster, like some of the guys that came up, it's like, wow. I think Bobby said it was the worst or weakest September roster anyone had ever had. God, he wasn't wrong. I mean, that was, I'm, Moro Gomez, Pedro Siriaco, Scott Pesednik, all the pitchers were terrible at that point. On the first day of September, Valentine hit more turbulence. We find out Bobby Valentine is late going to the Oakland Coliseum because he wanted to pick up his son. He flew in. I'm going to go pick him up. He's getting in at 11 o'clock. His plane's late. I pick him up at 2. I'm driving from San Francisco Airport out to Oakland. There's a lot of traffic. I get there about 3.30, I think, where usually I get to the ballpark at 2. I've never beaten the manager to the clubhouse ever in all the years that I covered the team. And now we're all standing here for an hour and a half saying, where, where is Bobby? Where is the manager of the team? I was late, okay? I was late because someone decided that I was late. And I wasn't late. I called in the lineup, everything was set, but it became a, a real weird thing. You know, I didn't think that that needed to be a weird thing. So he's late. And then he justifies it. He says, yeah, the stupid Oakland airport, the stupid Oakland Coliseum, traffic. And he's mad at people for reporting that he wanted to go pick up his son. What started as a small favor to help his son escalated into more fireworks. I'm on with Glenn Ordway at the time, and Ordway says, hey, you know, Bobby, you know, this is happening. And some people are wondering, have you checked out? Are you still into this thing? So what kind of question is that? I, if I were there, I'd punch you in the face. How about that? There was a lot of passive aggression with Bobby, and there were definitely rabbit ears, so he knew what people were saying and writing. The next week, Bobby shows up. I don't know if Ordway did it or if Bobby came with some boxing gloves. So Bobby comes in to the studio with some boxing gloves, and he gives one to Ordway, uh, and they're going at it, and I'm in the middle. I'm playing like Mills Lane. Valentine was stressed out, and it was clear that nobody was taking the season seriously anymore. We had a day game. It was like noon, and the game was at 1. Bobby was in the, in the massage room getting a massage at like noon, and he was asleep on the massage table. And, <laughs> and it's just, I mean, you guys were taking pictures of him, and like, it was just one of those things that you just never see as a player. You'd never see a, a manager getting a massage like an hour before the game. It was pretty funny. It was actually one of the more funny uh, experiences I've had, you know, as a player. I remember him having an absolute screaming match in Tampa with a reporter in his office. Everyone in the clubhouse could hear it, these two screaming at each other. The coaches were all lined up in the hall outside the door, like gleefully listening. I just remember one of them turning around and going, what a show. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bobby Valentine experience. Sometimes having a filter just isn't who you are. And that's not who Bobby V is. He, he doesn't have a filter and he's not ashamed to be exactly who he is and say exactly what he thinks. And to a level, you have to respect that. Bobby's days as Red Sox manager were numbered 
and whispers of who might replace him were starting to surface. It's humbling when your name is associated with uh, a potential opening, but I'm completely happy here. John Farrell, who served as Terry Francona's pitching coach with the Red Sox from 2007 to 2010, was wrapping up a disappointing second season as Blue Jays manager. What happened at the beginning of September was someone from ESPN came in in pregame and said that the veteran Latin players in Toronto were trying to get John fired. Farrell was under contract in Toronto for the 2013 season, so Valentine was surprised by the reporter's comments. He said, you know that's why you only got a two-year contract, right? And I said, I need more. Well, it's agreed when John's through with his contract in Toronto, he's going to come back and manage here. And I said, who was that agreed with? He says, oh, that's what's happening. He said it just might be accelerated if he gets fired in Toronto. And then I started wondering what the whole thing was. At that point, the season has gone to hell. He has done nothing to merit coming back in 2013. So the obvious question is who next? I knew some people in the Toronto organization who uh, confirmed it a little. And uh, then I, I said, well, if this is the plan, then it's the plan. The Bobby Valentine experience in Boston was coming to an end.